Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Chris Buescher leads off turn two for the final time here at Daytona. He's got Brad Keselowski in his hip pocket. Here comes Harvick, Chase Elliott shoving it for all he's got in three. Trying to get everything he can, trying to work his way into the playoffs. Eric Almirola doing the same thing. He's in the third spot, side by side with his teammate. But up front, it's Chris Buescher. And it is his teammate and Brad Keselowski. Here they come, back to the line. Checkered flag is in the air, and Chris Buescher is going to win tonight at the Daytona International Speedway. Your wins Pocono, Bristol, Richmond, Michigan, and now Daytona. What does it mean to win at Daytona? Uh, in that sense, it's, it's amazing here. Uh, to, to get one of these things in super speedway racing, it's um, it's slowly grown on me. It's not always been my favorite, but I've sure enjoyed it the last several years, and um, I just want a road course win. It's time for a road course win here somewhere along the way. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Kyle Rickey. Welcome into another edition of NASCAR Live as the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs begin this week at Darlington. Kyle Rickey in for Mike Bagley this week, and there's a lot to talk about over the next 60 minutes. We remember the career of Kurt Busch. We preview the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs with our Fast Forum. We take a look at all 10 of the tracks that will play host to the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. We'll preview this week's playoff opening Southern 500 at the Darlington Raceway and much more. First, Steve Post is here with a check of the latest headlines in NASCAR. Steve? Kyle, 2004 NASCAR Cup Series champion Kurt Busch announced Saturday that he is retiring. Last fall, Busch stated he would step away from full-time racing after he suffered a concussion at Pocono in July of 2022. So what's next for him, the future Hall of Famer? The 45-year-old had this to say. The perspective and taking a little step back from being in the car every week, the most joy that I have found is that everything has slowed down for me to help analyze the data, to give advice to Bubba, and to give advice to Tyler, the engineering staff, the team members at 2311. It's really neat having all of this current knowledge and having the opportunity to be able to digest it and, and to give back to this team. So that's, that's the short-term goal. Bush will continue to work for 2311 Racing, where he will serve as a consultant to drivers Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace. Team Penske and the Wood Brothers have announced a crew chief swap effective immediately. Brian Wilson will serve as crew chief for Austin Sendrick and the two-team, while Jeremy Bowens will take over the helm for Harrison Burton and the number 21 Wood Brothers Ford. 
and Legacy Motor Club has declared NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series standout Carson Hosevar as the driver of the number 42 Chevy Camaro this weekend at Darlington Raceway. The 20-year-old Portage, Michigan native has three Truck Series wins on the season and will be making his second career Cup Series start. Kyle? Thanks, Steve. Coming up, we reflect on the career of former NASCAR Cup Series champion Kurt Busch, and later we ask our MRN experts their thoughts of the 16-man NASCAR Cup Series playoff field. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, Kurt Busch made it official that he was calling it quits and retiring from racing. A year ago, Busch struggled with the lingering effects of a concussion that has still bothered him to this day. Busch, the 2004 NASCAR Cup Series champion and 2017 Daytona 500 champion, leaves the sport behind at 45 years old. Tim Catalfamo is here to help us remember some of the top career moments for Kurt Busch. Full-time Cup Series racing for one of NASCAR's all-time greats has officially come to a close. Racing at NASCAR's highest level requires every last bit of focus, heart, stamina, and determination. And I know right now I can't give what is required to compete at that level week in and week out. So I'm officially announcing my retirement from NASCAR Cup Series competition. Kurt Busch's NASCAR Cup Series career spans over 20 years and is nothing short of stellar. Before his Cup days, his true NASCAR sanctioned start began in the Featherlight Southwest Series in 1997, where he won seven times in two seasons of full-time competition. That success caught the eye of owner Jack Roush, who gave Bush the opportunity of a lifetime. Kurt Bush has got it gathered back up. As all he's got to do is negotiate turns three and four, and he'll pick up his fourth win. He did it at Milwaukee back in July. He did it in Dover, Delaware about a month ago. As there's caution on the speedway, Kurt Bush will win from the butt pole. Kurt Bush is a winner in the Motorola 200. It's just an awesome feeling. I finished the Southwest Series the same way. It's a, a unique thing that comes over me when, when somebody brings me an opportunity, and I don't think I'm ready for it, but I'm going to step up to the challenge and make sure that when they make that decision, we're going to go forward with it and make it successful. And that's exactly what Bush did in his lone season of Craftsman Truck Series racing, as he claimed four checkered flags in the year 2000. With the results speaking for itself, Roush rewarded him with a full-time NASCAR Cup Series ride the following year. Driving the number 97 car, Bush didn't need too much time to make a statement. Kurt Bush's car kicks wide in the corner. Benton looks low, can't quite make the move. His back end breaks loose off the end of the back stretch. One car separates Johnny Benson has tried everything possible, but it looks like he will come up a little bit short. Kurt Busch is going to win the Old Dominion 500, his second career NASCAR Winston Cup victory, and it comes like the first one did on a short track. Busch's spin and win in the Old Dominion 500 at Martinsville Speedway wasn't the only bold statement he would make that season. In just his second full-time appearance in NASCAR's Premier Series, Busch won four times and finished third in the point standings. The next season, Busch followed up 2002 by 
accomplishing four wins once again, and almost made it five when he and Ricky Craven created one of the most iconic moments in the sport's history. Racing for the lead and the win, the crowd on the back straightaway is just going delirious. Bush, Craven, nose to tail. Here comes Craven up top. Bush goes up to block. Here comes Craven down to the bottom, trying to hang on. Both cars are loose in four. Craven pours all the steam, pulls to the inside lane. They are dead even coming down to the line. This is going to be close. They lean on one another. Across the line, Ricky Craven gets the win. Craven edged Bush by two one-thousandths of a second, the closest finish in NASCAR Premier Series history. Even though he came up short in that one, Bush would get the job done in 2004, not only making NASCAR's inaugural playoffs, but winning his first and only Cup Series championship. After that, the driver would race one more year for Roush Fenway Racing before making the move to Team Penske, where he was tasked with filling the shoes of NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. Just like most drivers, Kurt Busch's Cup Series career did not lack adversity. In his 20-plus years of competition, the driver competed for seven different organizations. Over that span, he was able to find himself in victory lane at least once in 19 of those campaigns, two of which were crown jewels, NASCAR's longest race in the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and the event known as the Great American Race. Kurt Busch all by himself at the front of the field, but will he make it back around? Has three car lengths over Kyle Larson and A.J. Allmendinger. Off of turn four, it's Kurt Busch looking for the checker. Kurt Busch leads the Daytona 500. He's never won before in Daytona, a former series champion. He will fix that today, winning the 59th edition of the Great American Race. It just got crazy and wild, and I'm so proud of all the drivers at the end. We put on a show for a full fuel run. Nobody took each other out, and it was uh, one of the smartest chess games I've seen out there, and we got lucky. But I'll tell you, all that hard work that uh, Ford, SHR, and everybody put into this, this Ford Fusion is in Daytona's victory lane. In dramatic style, Bush started the 2017 slate by bringing the Harley J. Earl Trophy back to Storthaus Racing headquarters. The win was his lone and only at the Daytona International Speedway, NASCAR's most famous racetrack. The final victory of his Cup Series career came last May at Kansas Speedway, where he battled Kyle Larson late in the going. They nearly lean on each other at the start-finish line. Headed to turn one, Kurt Busch by a nose. More left traffic dead ahead. J.J. Yaley will give way to the bottom. Kurt goes to the middle. Larson bangs the safer barrier. He's in the wall. He's in the wall as Kurt Busch gets away. He's put the lap traffic behind him. He's put Kyle Larson behind him. He's put the field behind him. Kurt Busch, the leader. Here he comes up off of turn number four. Kurt Busch sees the checkered flag, and Kurt Busch wins the Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway. Kurt Busch will take Michael Jordan to victory lane in the heartland. During his career, Kurt Busch piled up 34 wins, which is good for 25th on the all-time list. His most recent accolade was being named one of NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers. Even though his career may not have ended the way anyone expected, Bush announced his retirement with absolute class. As I transition out of the driver's seat, I can't help but feel incredibly blessed to have spent the amount of time I did as a driver in NASCAR, and I could never have imagined it growing up as a blue-collar kid from Las Vegas. So many people have been part of my journey. I want to thank the fans, my family, friends, sponsors, and team members. Thanks to everyone who has taught me the different things around the motorsports world, and also for those who have had to put up with me. I want to just thank again everyone that continues to push me to strive for success in this sport. It's time for a new journey, and I'm excited to get it started. Thank you, Tim. Coming up, the NASCAR playoff field is set. We go around the horn with a fast forum to discuss the 10 weeks ahead. 
Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The 2023 NASCAR Cup Series playoff field of 16 will embark upon a 10-race battle for the series championship beginning this weekend at Darlington Raceway. Kurt Becker, Dan Hubbard, and I get you set for the racing action to come. Gentlemen, we've had all season to get ready for this, so let's talk about the playoffs, and let's start with the driver that finished as the regular season champion, Martin Truex Jr. Is he your unquestioned favorite heading into the playoffs? Dan Hubbard, let's start with you. Your unquestioned favorite? I'd like to, uh, I question that uh, adjective. Martin Truex Jr., um, I'm going to say no, I'd not unquestioned. Strong driver. Uh, what, Martin Truex Jr., is a conservative driver, not a very flashy guy. Why do I even bring that up in his style? He's never really going to hang the tail out, that kind of thing. And is he my unquestioned favorite to win the whole enchilada? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, because I think you need to have a little bit of flair. You have to be a risk taker. And my I question how many risks Martin Truex Jr. is willing to take as we get closer and closer and as we go through the rounds. Uh, you know, and it works for him. Let's Let's be honest. Multiple winner this year. Um, you know, he's in the playoffs. That's saying something. But to win it all, uh, not quite. Kyle Ricky, He had a good, strong start to the season. He has cooled off a bit here recently. I don't think the momentum is there right now with Truex. Uh, I agree with Dan. Uh, not a risk taker. Can get the job done, though. Uh, I think he'll advance a couple of rounds. Maybe make the championship four. But when it comes to winning the whole, uh, the whole deal, I don't think Martin Truex Jr. right now is is the favorite. I'm going to disagree with you both to the extent that I think Martin gave a hint about his strategy. He said you've got to come out the best thing you can do, win the first race in each round, and that's essentially what he did when he won the title a few years ago, but I, I understand what you're saying. That's easier said than done, no matter who you might be absolute perfection for Chris Buescher. He's going to come across the line. He will go back to back. Chris Buescher won a week ago. He backs it up with a win here at the Michigan International Speedway. How about the driver that is the hottest driver in the series entering the playoffs? Chris Buescher got his third win in the last five races at Daytona. Is he a legitimate championship contender? Kyle, let's start with you. Yeah, I like what Chris is doing right now, Kurt. Uh, he told me at the Pocono Raceway about a month ago that, that he was optimistic about the tracks that were coming up and about the playoffs ahead at the time. He didn't have a win. Since then, three wins. They have proven that they have speed. They're good in all types of racetracks. They have momentum on their side right now, unlike a lot of the other drivers in the field. So I like where, where Chris Buescher and his entire organization is at right now. Yeah, I agree with Kyle. Uh, I think it's remarkable and amazing that Chris Buescher is even part of the conversation. Uh, at the beginning of the year, RFK was nowhere. They were struggling. 
And now lately they are rolling and you could argue they are the best Ford team out there right now on the cusp of the playoffs. And here's Chris Busher. He won at Richmond, Michigan, uh, at Daytona. And uh, yeah, I think he's part of the conversation, but he's kind of a loose cannon and that, you know, we the consistency isn't quite there yet because we simply don't know. RFK is that brand new and boss man Brad Keselowski is also uh, in the playoffs as well. So RFK has got it going on right now. Uh, yeah. Chris Buescher could surprise. He definitely has the momentum Chris Buescher does, and that's part of what you need, no doubt, to make a good, deep playoff run. William Byron is going to win the United Rentals Work United 500 at Phoenix. William Byron goes back-to-back wins in the NASCAR Cup Series in 2023 in an overtime win. Ryan Blaney will finish second. We've talked about championship contenders. Let's broaden that just a little bit, fellas. Let's talk about just reaching the championship four. Could this, Dan, could this finally be the breakthrough year for either William Byron or Ryan Blaney to get to the championship four for the first time? Byron, yes. Blaney, no. Uh, I really like what Hendrick Motorsports has done with that 24 team. Uh, Byron winning at Las Vegas, winning at Phoenix, winning at Darlington. Uh, Atlanta, then again at Watkins Glen, where he just absolutely decimated the entire field. And I, I mentioned Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Darlington. Oh, let's look at the uh, playoffs races. Oh, look at that. We started Darlington. And uh, yeah, we go to Las Vegas in the round of eight. And then, of course, we finish up at Phoenix. So Byron is staring down the barrel of some really kind tracks for him. And he's been so strong, and I think they're peaking at the right time. You know, they talk about surfers hitting the curl on the waves. If you go too early, it's just going to die out. If you get there too late, you wipe out. But if you hit that curl absolutely perfectly, the timing, you're going to ride that wave forever. And I think that's what William Byron is doing right now. Blaney with Penske Racing, uh, they're struggling right now. So I, I don't think it's a breakthrough year for Blaney. Dan says yes to Byron, no to Blaney making the championship for Kyle. Agree or disagree? I agree. Uh, William Byron right now, um, it's been a fantastic year, a, a career year for his team and, and no doubt the leader at Henrik Motorsports for William Byron since the start of the year that has continued right through the, the entire regular season, including that dominant win just a couple of weeks ago at Watkins Glen. Uh, they're looking good going into the playoffs. Ryan Blaney, very hot and cold uh, and pretty cold as of late. Haven't really uh, heard too much from, from Ryan and that Team Penske team. I don't think the speed is there. The consistency isn't there, and that's what you need to get through these playoffs have to say that you gentlemen may have persuaded me on the point of William Byron. I was not convinced, but after hearing you guys talk, <laughs> maybe maybe I will change my mind on that. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has won the Daytona 500. Let's talk about long shots, outsiders, underdogs. We have a number of them arguably in this playoff field, but let's talk about two in particular, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Michael McDowell. Kyle, focusing on those two drivers, which of those two do you think has the better chance to make more noise in the playoff? I think Michael McDowell has the better shot at making the most noise in the playoffs, but I think he only gets to round two. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the way that that team has been running here in the last uh, six to eight weeks, I don't think uh, they're struggling right now. I don't think they get out of round number one. I like Michael McDowell. That team has found something in the second half of the season, especially obviously on the road courses where, where he has run so well at. Uh, so I like Michael McDowell right now going at least into the second round. Yeah, once again, I agree with Kyle. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. after winning the initial race at Daytona. Um, 
what has he done lately? You know, I just don't think um, they've got playoff caliber uh Com- uh, competitiveness to win races. McDowell, I like McDowell. Uh, I was a bit surprised at what happened to him in Watkins Glen. First, he went through too many boxes, uh, and then uh, they had too many men over the wall, and then they had the ECU problem. I think they had some kind of motor problem that eventually took him out of the race. My point is, those are the kind of mistakes you should be making at the beginning of a season, not toward the end when you're in the playoffs. So, I mean, I hope the best for, for both of them, but I, I don't think either driver makes it. Uh, to the round of 12. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Michael McDowell both bringing their own strengths and vulnerabilities into this playoff picture. Off turn number four, checkered flag in the air. Denny Hamlin will win the Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway. Denny Hamlin I bet Denny gets tired of hearing. <laughs> Kyle, you're already, you know where I'm heading with this. I bet Denny gets tired of hearing the, yeah, but, oh, he's a great driver. And he's, you know, he's won all these races. He's won the Daytona 500 three times, but he's never won the championship. Kyle, do you think that changes this year? I, I don't. I think he might make it to the round of eight, uh, maybe to the final four. I feel like when the pressure is on, though, uh, for Denny and for the entire team, Mistakes are made a lot early and often uh, for that 11 team, and and I think uh, that'll probably happen again this year if they are put in that position. Fast race car, uh, it comes together more times than not, but once I feel like once we get to the tail end of the season and the pressure really ramps up, uh, that's where they show their weaknesses. I disagree with Kyle. I think this could be the year for Denny Hamlin. Uh, Won two races this year, one at Kansas, one at Pocono. And I just, his playoff experience is going to serve him well. And I like, you know, there were a couple of races this year where he got involved in some scrapes that were not of his doing. He probably could have won two more races. Having said that, I feel that he's a risk taker when it's smart to take a risk. He has calculated risk. And I think you have to have that mentality to win in the playoffs. It's not going to be an easy road. It's going to be a tough deal. And when we get down to it in a lot of these races, sometimes you got to think outside the box and take some risk. And I think Denny Hamlin's pretty good at that. So uh, he's, he's, a, he's in my top three. Uh, to win it all. I think that point is well taken. It might be a, a case of judgment calls coming into the picture for Denny, and he does have the experience to rely on in that regard. Coming up, Kurt, Dan, and I will continue our playoff conversation. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Let's continue our conversation of the upcoming NASCAR Cup Series playoffs as Kurt Becker and Dan Hubbard rejoin me for the conversation. Checkered flag in the air. Joey Logano wins the NASCAR Cup Series season finale race. And Joey Logano is the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Last year, gentlemen, four championship playoff drivers went to Phoenix. And three of those four are back 
in the lineup in the field of 16 to get us started this year. They've all had up and down years, but let's talk about those three. Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, all hoping to make a return appearance in the championship for Dan Hubbard, let's start with you on this one. Who's got the best chance of that group of three to make it back to the championship four? Great question, and I really don't have a satisfactory answer for that. I'm looking at these names right now. Ross Chastain, no, I don't think he'll make the championship four. Christopher Bell, uh, I don't know. My gut just tells me I don't think so. He'll do well in the playoffs, but he won't make it to the final four now, or I should say championship four. Joey Logano, Penske Racing is struggling right now. So Logano's a little bit behind the eight ball as they get started. However, for whatever reason, he seems to make the car better than it really is. And if they can figure it out during the course of the playoffs, right now, as we said before, RFK is the best Ford team out there right now. But if Penske Racing can get it together for the playoffs, I like Joey's chances. And he's kind of my dark horse. And for whatever reason, when we always go racing somewhere for the first time, Joey shines. And when he's put in a difficult position, when he's put in a corner, suddenly he has a top five finish and a car probably shouldn't have finished better than eight. So uh, that's why I like Joey Logano among those three. Kyle, I, you're nodding your head as Dan is speaking, so are you in full agreement? Here? I am in full agreement. Uh, complete opposite of what we just talked about with Denny Hamlin when the pressure's on. They can't manage it well. Joey Logano can. He wasn't flashy last year either, and he showed up in the championship four and ended up winning the title. So I like Joey Logano among the drivers that are uh, in the playoffs that are championship four contenders a year ago or were championship four contenders a year ago of those three drivers uh, Joey Logano is my pick just based on his uh, past history and his experience in running through the playoffs I'm with you both and I think that as the stakes get higher Joey's interest gets more and more peaked in what's happening on the racetrack and it seems to set up well for him in the playoffs in that regard Kyle Busch has scored the win in the Geico 500 at Talladega Super Speedway veteran drivers past champions dan kyle let's talk about some of those drivers who have won titles and are back in contention again this year in the playoffs we're talking about kyle bush kyle larson brad keselowski kevin harvick in addition to joey logano and martin Truex jr all former champions all in this playoff field of 16 kyle ricky i want to know do you expect any of those veterans in particular to make a deep run i do i think Brad Keselowski, just because that team have, has figured something out here recently. Uh, both uh, Brad and Chris Busher. I think Brad goes a bit deeper into the playoffs and could be a championship four player when we get the Phoenix. And I like Kyle Larson. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports has tradi traditionally done well in the playoffs. Kyle Larson has run well at all of these racetracks that we're going to be racing at here in a little bit, uh, including the championship track at Phoenix Raceway. Those are the two I like right now heading into the next 10 weeks, Brad and Kyle. I hope Kevin, in his final year, can, can make it deep into the playoffs. Uh, but from what I've seen here in the last couple of weeks and, and the speed that that team has lacked, uh, for the most part, all year, um, it's going to be tough. Dan Hubbard, you're a student of the game, and you pay close attention. And you, I know that you always enjoy seeing these veterans that have been in the sport for a number of years. I get the impression you kind of like to see them have another hurrah, another good go. So of this group, these former champions, who do you like? Well, there's no question I'd like to see them do it. I just don't know that some of them are capable right now. Kevin Harvick certainly still has his skills. I just don't think the car is there right now. They just don't have raw speed from week to week. Brad Keselowski, as Kyle said, they 
figured something out over there in RFK with the Ford. I think he'll do well. Will he run deep into the playoffs? Mm, yeah, he'll probably make the round of 12, but that's where he'll his run will probably end. Kyle Larson, I just don't have a good feeling about that. Kyle is one of the most talented drivers out there. Uh, but for some reason, they're not putting the whole package together. Maybe there's sometimes there's a mistake on pit road or they took too long on a pit stop or he makes a mistake out on the track. So uh, I, 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 I feel better about Kyle Busch. I think Kyle Busch is going to flip a switch, you know, like a lot of teams do, like a lot of NBA teams do. Once we're in the playoffs, it's a different game face. It's a different mentality. It's a different approach. And I think Kyle Busch... Uh, we'll do that and he'll run out of those four drivers I think he'll run the deepest into the playoffs I'll say this with six former champions in this playoff field whoever does win if it's not one of those six they're going to have to pull off quite a feat because they're going to have to go through those six in order to make it happen checkered flag is in the air and Bubba Wallace wins the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas there's been a lot of talk throughout the season that maybe this hasn't been the kind of year for 2311 racing like they had a year ago. Maybe a little quieter in some respects, not making as much noise throughout the regular season. That said, fellas, Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, both for 2311, got both cars into the playoffs, and that is a first for that team. Then you consider that Bubba's been a winner at Kansas, Tyler Reddick won at Texas last year. Kyle, do you see this team advancing further into the playoffs than what some people might expect. I don't, um, basically because you just, you know, said it perfectly. Uh, they've been very, very quiet this year. They've always been a factor. They are a, a top 16 team, no doubt, but I don't see Tyler or Bubba, who who just squeaked in on, on points at Daytona a couple of nights ago, uh, moving past the round of 12, say. I think maybe Tyler gets to the round of 12, but I think both teams, uh, just based on their performances and inconsistencies this year, uh, we won't see either team in the uh, in the round of eight. That's a very direct and honest opinion. Dan, do you agree with Kyle? Yeah, I, you know, my answer is a copy-paste of what Kyle just said. Uh, Bubba Wallace barely got into the playoffs, and he had to do it with help, uh, right, from other drivers. As long as we didn't have a new winner at Daytona, Bubba was going to get in, and that did happen. But, man, he got in by, you know, the hair on his chinny-chin-chin, if you would. So uh, I don't see him making a deep run. Tyler Reddick, uh, great driver. But again, I just, well, maybe it boils down to just not having the equipment at this point. At this point, good equipment, but to go to the championship four, I don't, I don't see it. Gentlemen, we have dissected this playoff picture from several different angles, and here's what it all comes down to. The bottom line, who are your picks to make the championship four? Dan Hubbard, let's start with you. I look at the top three in the playoff standings. And they're William Byron, Martin Truex Jr., and Denny Hamlin. Guess what? I like all three of them. <laughs> and uh, with, a, with a big star next to William Byron's name. I think he's my favorite. Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin. Dark Horse as a fourth driver. It's tough for me to decide between Kyle Busch and Joey Logano. So uh, you're going to have to give me five names on that answer. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but it's uh, the but championship it, four. I, yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm well aware. But uh, William Byron is, is my favorite at this point. Kyle, who you got? I like William Byron. 
I like Martin Truex Jr. and I like Denny Hamlin based on the playoff points that they have earned in the regular season uh, and how they perform at the tracks coming up. My fourth driver, I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to go with former champion Kyle Larson moving to the Phoenix Raceway to challenge for uh, another championship in November. That's a good lineup. And really, with this field of 16, you can't go wrong no matter which direction you go. You can make a case for everybody. I'm going to go with William Byron, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Busch for my championship four. So there you have it. Dan Hubbard, Kyle Rickey, thanks so much for taking time to share your thoughts. I don't know if I would mortgage the corn and soybean crop on these picks, <laughs> but uh, it's a lot of fun to talk about nonetheless. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Coming up, we take you through the tracks that will play host to a NASCAR Cup Series playoff race. And later, we preview the Southern 500. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The NASCAR Cup Series playoffs begin this weekend with one of NASCAR's most unique tracks, the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. In fact, all 10 of the tracks over the next 10 weeks are very unique. Here's Susie Armstrong with more. The stage is set as 16 drivers begin the battle for a NASCAR Cup Series championship this weekend. After a tense finish to the regular season at Daytona International Speedway, pressure intensifies to be perfect for the next 10 weeks and hoist the coveted Bill France Cup. The 2023 playoffs begin once again at the famed Darlington Raceway for the Southern 500. Here they come, final time at the back straightaway. Eric Jones, Denny Hamlin off the end of the back straightaway. Hamlin's there. He looks slow, but he cannot make the move in three. Here comes Eric Jones all by himself off turn number four. Denny Hamlin, one last shot won't be enough. And Eric Jones is a two-time Southern 500 winner. Eric Jones stole the show to begin the playoffs last year, winning the Southern 500 for the second time in his career. Earlier this year, William Byron won at the track Too Tough to Tame, one of his five victories on the season. Kevin Harvick has fallen back by four, by five. He's got nothing for Willie B. Byron off turn two for the final time. In the sunshine as the sun sets over turns three and four at Darlington. Here's William Byron headed off turn four toward the checkered flag. Here comes William Byron out of turn number four to the chaos of the last few laps emerges as a winner at Darlington Raceway. William Byron gets his first win at the track too tough to tame. For the second straight year, Kansas Speedway will hold the second race of the postseason. A year ago, Bubba Wallace continued the trend of non-playoff drivers winning to start the playoffs, taking the checkers in the heartland. But this year, he'll be in a position to contend for a championship at a track where he's been successful in the past. What an incredible feat for our uh, 23 team. Um, I had a heart-to-heart with my guys after Atlanta, after qualifying. And I told them, if we can get together, um, we can do great things in the playoffs. And uh, I'm so proud of the team. 
from top down. Just uh, very thankful. Bristol Motor Speedway will close out the playoff round of 16. One driver who likes his chances is Chris Busher. Busher captured the victory last year and now enters as one of the hottest drivers in the playoffs, having won three of his last five starts, including Saturday night at Daytona. Well, we certainly got the momentum on our side right now. Um, shoot for uh, for playoff points. That, that's a huge uh, huge step in the right direction. So I hadn't even thought about that till now, but um, that puts us in a, in a great spot here to, uh, to to head through the first round and um, all the way to Phoenix. But there's so many races on the way that I feel like we have such a good shot at. Texas Motor Speedway will once again jumpstart the playoff round of 12. Returning as a title contender and the defending winner, Tyler Reddick is eyeing his second victory of the season in the Lone Star State after winning at Circuit of the Americas in March. The first wildcard race of the NASCAR Cup Series postseason follows at Talladega Super Speedway. Legendary MRN commentator Barney Hall famously said that they don't race anywhere in the world like they do at Talladega. Those sentiments are only intensified when a championship is on the line. Look no further than last year's finish when Chase Elliott came out victorious following a battle on the last turn heading to the trioval. Two by two by two as they come into turns three and four. Michael McDowell gives Ryan Blaney an excellent push. Again, that puts Blaney in the lead. But here comes Elliott on the outside. It's Ford versus Chevrolet for the win at Talladega. Here comes Chase Elliott. He's going to lead him through the trioval. Can he lead him all the way to the checkered flag? Ryan Blaney is there. He'll look to the outside. He won't get there and Chase Elliott has won at Talladega. The round of 12 will conclude on the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval. Drama has ensued the past two years as eventual 2021 champion Kyle Larson nearly saw his dreams of glory dashed by mechanical issues before recovering to make the cutoff. Then last year, Christopher Bell needing a win delivered to put himself into the round of eight. What drama does Charlotte have for us this fall? The Cup Series will then head to Sin City as the playoff odds for eight drivers will be set for a three-race clash ahead of Phoenix. While the venues have changed, the last two NASCAR Cup Series champions, Kyle Larson and Joey Logano, both won the opening race of the playoff round of eight. Will Vegas once again reveal this year's champion? Homestead Miami Speedway returns another year to its new home in the middle of the round of eight. Martinsville Speedway will set the stage for the final race of the round of eight. Through the years, we've seen some of the most shocking and electrifying moments in NASCAR history at the half-mile oval, including one we'll never forget when Ross Chastain rode the wall through turn four to cement his place in Phoenix. Further back, Ross Chastain! Chastain did a video game move, drove it and never lifted, put it against the safer barrier in turn three, never lifted all the way around the turn, and Ross Chastain passes Denny Hamlin. Ross Chastain will get into the playoff! I cannot believe what I just saw. He came down the back straightaway wide open, never lifted. Almost 70 miles per hour, faster than anybody. Beat Denny Hamlin by four feet to the line. Never in my life have I seen a move like that. Surely no one can top that, right? For the fourth straight year, the NASCAR Cup Series champion will be crowned in the Valley of the Sun. The first two seasons, it was Hendrick Motorsports drivers, Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, who celebrated. Then last year, Team Penske's Joey Logano wore the crown. Will 2023 finally be the time for Joe Gibbs racing? Regular season champion Martin Truex Jr. and teammate Denny Hamlin are in fact past winners at Phoenix Raceway. 
it's going to be a wild ride to crown the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Let the competition begin. Thanks, Susie. Coming up, we preview our pressure-packed weekend ahead in Darlington. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The NASCAR Cup Series playoffs will once again begin with a crown jewel, the Southern 500. Which of the 16 playoff drivers will position himself firmly into the round of 12? Or will a repeat of last year happen again where non-playoff drivers steals the show? Our Jason Toy is here to take us through the thoughts of some of the drivers ahead of Sunday's playoff opener. The 2023 NASCAR Cup Series playoffs are here. Things get going on Sunday night with the Cookout Southern 500, a crown jewel race at one of the most historic racetracks in the sport. Martin Truex Jr. won the regular season championship and enters the playoffs tied with William Byron as the number one seed. Truex has had plenty of success at Darlington in the past as well. In fact, the Lady in Black has been a track that tends to play into the hands of veterans. As Truex explains, that comes with familiarity with the track, but not just from a driver's perspective, a veteran team plays a big role as well. That's tough. I think it's both driver and team. I think it's a combination. You, know, you look at Kevin and Rodney have been together a long time. You look at me and James and Jazzy, we've really been together a long time. You know, Cole was in the mix before. So we've kind of been together and working on things over the years together. So I think that's part of it. It's just such a tough track. I think history plays a part in that and then having confidence in, in how to drive the place and understand how to drive it and with the way they set the cars up. So it's just a combination of things that I think experience plays into for sure. That being said, this car is a lot different than they used to be too so uh you know my team has just done a good job of giving me good cars there and and i really enjoy that place so uh it's always been fun for me another one of the veterans who has had a ton of success at darlington is denny hamlin denny is a three-time southern 500 winner and it should come as no surprise that the Southern 500 is his favorite race of the year. I love Darlington, love the Southern 500. It's one of my favorite races of the year. I just think that it's uh, it's a big one. You know, to have a, a major as part of the playoffs is big and to, to have won it a few times, but it's it's a grinding race. It's certainly the most physically demanding race that, that I believe that we go to all year long. There's not one more that's more mentally and physically taxing than Darlington. Brad Keselowski is also a past Southern 500 champion, having won the Crown Jewel event back in 2018. Keselowski describes the Labor Day weekend tradition as a battle of attrition, and the fact that it kicks off the playoffs just adds to the pressure. Darlington, obviously, a huge attrition race. Uh, the Southern 500 is is no joke, you know, and uh, you know it's not called the Lady in Black for no reason. And, and you know, as that race transitions from day to night, and keep track of the handling and the strategy, and keeping tires on it, and avoiding the temptation to, you know, ride the wall and destroy your car, all those things come into play and then you add the pressure of the playoffs on top of that and it's really very unique 
unique and challenging race. Keselowski's former teammate Ryan Blaney takes Keselowski's statements a bit further when he says that the Southern 500 is the toughest race on the schedule. The 500 at Darlington, I think it's the toughest race that we do track-wise, uh, just like mentally draining, you know, for, for that long, um, trying not to make mistakes. It's so hard not to make any mistakes there, uh, whether it's a driver or on pit road, tons of pit stops. So uh, I'd say that's just the toughest race that we go to, period, just because it is it is really difficult. With this race being one, if not the toughest race of the season, it presents plenty of opportunities for mistakes to be made. Joey Logano knows the importance of making it through this race cleanly to set yourself up for the rest of the first round. In fact, Logano thinks the first race of each round of the playoffs is the most important. For the first round is just don't screw up. Um, and I know that's easy to say, a little harder to do, considering um, what's on the line and obviously as hard as a, you know, Darlington is with as many laps right next to the wall and as many pit stops as there is. And there's, there's plenty of opportunity to screw it up. So trying to just get through that one, that's one of our better racetracks as a team anyway. So it seems like to me, I think the first race of each round is the most important race because it sets you up for the next two and how you attack those ones. So if you can get through that day and have 30-something points over to cut, you're in pretty good shape to be smart the next two races and get through. Logano's lone win at Darlington came in the 2022 spring race at the track. He made contact with William Byron in the closing laps to get that victory. But Byron got some Darlington redemption when he won there earlier this year. Byron was aided in getting there thanks to a late race incident between Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson. The two drivers shared the front row on a late restart and came together coming off a of turn two, taking away both drivers' chances to win. In the aftermath, Chastain was met with a ton of criticism, including from Rick Hendrick himself. Chastain says that the conversation with Hendrick made him look in the mirror, but he still plans on being as aggressive as it takes to get the win at Darlington. What happened in the spring caused me not to win, and I don't like to lose, so I'm not going to do that again, but I'm still going to go race, and Larson and I have had some great battles this year. I did have some sleepless nights after, but I also learned a lot from that too and and talking to mr hendrick was really cool conversations and he was great and he had some great advice and i've lived by some of the words he was nice enough to give me um that early morning we talked you know i'll never forget that conversation good or bad i don't like the reasons that it came about but i like that talks so i listen and uh I've, I've taken what he said to heart and um been better for it so will Chastain, Truex, or another one of the playoff drivers start the run to see the championship in style? Or will we see a repeat of last year when Eric Jones spoiled the playoff party and brought the number 43 car back to victory lane? Surely plenty of twists and turns awaits us on Sunday night in the 2023 edition of the Cookout Southern 500. That Darlington Raceway preview is brought to you by Whelan Engineering. Whelan Engineering a global leader in the emergency warning industry, has been manufacturing in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Coming up, we flash back to the 1973 Southern 500. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Kyle Rickey. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Before we head for the exits, let's get back in the MRN time machine 
and listen back to a portion of the 1973 Southern 500. Back at Darlington, South Carolina, the Southern 500, and we've got the makings of a real battle right down to the wire with about 67 laps to go in the Southern 500. David Pearson now, who's the leader, has Cale Yarborough right on his back bumper. He was clocked just a moment ago in 33.4 seconds. 147.233. That's a little slower than Cale Yarborough. Cale Yarborough moves down the inside as he goes down the first turn, trying to get around him. But David Pearson moves back, holds him off, and now Cale tries him on the outside. Cale up high, David Pearson down low. David drifts up to the wall as they go down the back straightaway. And now Cale gets a running start off that second turn, moves down the inside. He's side by side going with the third turn. Pearson moves to the inside, cuts him off, and he has to move up to the outside. Cale falling back in line. Cale once again trying to get around David Pearson to take over the lead in the Southern 500. As they come down the front straightaway, he's right on his back bumper. And Buddy Baker just in front of those two cars. Buddy's setting the draft right now. Pearson, the sandwich in the draft between Buddy Baker and Cale Yarborough. Those three cars to themselves up that back straightaway. And of course, if you get any drafting at all, which you do over 100 miles an hour, that middle car has a handful handling that car because of the opposing forces from those two cars, one pulling in and one working the other way. So Pearson driving with all of the skill he has, and now Cale Yarborough tries the slingshot, moves to the upper side, then slingshots down to the lower side, but he can't move around David Pearson. Pearson moves back to the inside, down in that bottom lane as they move back into that first turn. Was a wild race back then, and I expect another wild one this Sunday night as the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs begin at the track too tough to tame. That'll do it for this week's show here on NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley will rejoin you next week. Enjoy the race weekend in Darlington, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday night. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Trey Downing, Pat Jaggers, and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.